I'm Georgie. And I'm Michaela. And we're here to tell you about the University of Aberdeen. In each episode, we will discuss frequently asked questions about topics such as applications, go abroad, student life, sports and societies, budgeting for uni, and life in Aberdeen. We will be speaking to current Aberdeen students, those who really know what it's like to study and live here. And we'll be getting exclusive tips from members of our amazing staff. Join us for this episode of Ask Aberdeen. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of Ask Aberdeen. Today we'll be discussing the all-important next step after university, careers. Uh, We have with us a University of Aberdeen graduate, Lewis, and Regina, who is a member of our careers team. Um, So I'm going to come to you first, Regina, and can you just tell um, people who are listening, prospective students, what is the careers service? What do you guys do? Okay, so um, we actually... A couple of years ago, we renamed ourselves as the Careers and Employability Service, uh, and that actually tells you a little bit more about what we do. So um, we kind of fly under three different flags, explore, develop and connect. Uh, So under the explore section, uh, we do the kind of stuff that people expect, you know, helping to work out what kinds of things you might want to do after university, what kind of careers are right for you and how you get towards that as well. develop part that's actually a really big part of our work now so we run quite a lot of uh, co-curricular programs so um, things that basically help people develop their skills and that could be work experience be volunteering um, but also programs just to really help you understand um, what skills you're developing through all the different things you do at university and then the connecting is obviously connecting you up with employers and opportunities whatever is right for you and the help with that you know so helping with applications and things like that brilliant that's really interesting and how can students or when is it best for them to utilize your your services you know should they start in first year or should they wait until they're about to graduate when should they speak to you uh, we would certainly say it's, it's it's never too early, but it's also never too late. So um, we, we definitely have things available for first year students. Um, so say, for example, you're, you're a class rep, you can do programs with us to get extra credit for that. Not not academic credit, but sort of other things that will appear on your on your transcript at the end. Um, so there are things we can we can help you with there. Um, but um, I guess uh, we do quite intensive work with people who are sort of honours years, you know, where the work experience becomes more important or then the job search becomes more important. But we definitely have things available for students really throughout their years and postgraduates as well. Brilliant. I suppose what you say is a lot of things, it's building your CV beyond just your degree. So it's doing those extra things and getting that work experience. Um, So do you help students kind of, like you say about connecting with, employers and things can you help students get like summer work and that sort of thing um yeah absolutely so we um do quite a lot of different things in terms of uh connecting with we advertise really right from the start we uh, advertise part-time opportunities and we're hoping to do quite a bit more with that over the next year or two um but we also help students um work out what the right work experience is supporting them in their volunteering so we have a program um, ABDN Connect Community, um, where um, so two programs there. One's more focused on work experience and giving you, um, well, supporting you in your work experience and giving you some credit for that. But also people who are doing volunteering, um, so that can be really at any stage. Um, we have a lot of employers who come to us who want us to advertise internships. So, you know, for maybe honor students after their third year or fourth year, depending on who you are uh, and what you're studying. 
and also who are then advertising graduate opportunities. We run fairs, so there's a law fair coming up and a Northeast Scotland fair coming up. Um, and we also have a lot of employers coming to us for presentations, you know, who want to connect up with, with our students. So um, these things are all advertised through our website, so it's quite easy to find. Brilliant. And Lewis, I'm going to come to you because you are an Aberdeen graduate. So you've sort of been through the doing your degree and finding your career afterwards. Um, so you did an undergraduate degree and then you decided you wanted to do teaching. So can you just explain kind of what your route was? So I started my undergraduate um, and I always had an, an eye on careers. Um, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, um, but I had an eye on, you know, sort of the various sort of paths I could take after my degree. Um, so it got to probably about second year, um, between second year and third year at uni, um, and I started to look a little bit more closely at what I could do um, to choose a career for me. So um, the career service helped me in finding a summer internship. So I did two summer internships um, in the field of transport. Um, and I also went and did the BP student tutoring scheme, um, which is something that the career service still offer, I believe, um, whereby students from various universities in the Aberdeen area are placed in schools in Aberdeen and Aberdeenshire and it helps people um, not necessarily decide whether they want to do teaching or not but just to becoming more employable by um, you know committing to the community and um, going week in week out working with young people who perhaps want to go to university or want to go to college um, and you know explore whether that may be a path you want to take so I had two different paths in my mind at you know, coming towards the end of my degree and I explored just, you know, various things such as um, going to university open days and things like that um, and eventually I settled on teaching. Um, so I did the BP student tutoring scheme, um, which is something that the university career service offers, which matches um, students who are wanting to go into schools in a local area to schools that want to take in students. And the advantage of that is the schools gain um, the knowledge and expertise of a student who can encourage people to go to university, go to college for example, um, and the student gains experience in a school working with young people, developing transferable skills like communication skills and um, you know arriving places on time, things like that. But for me it was an opportunity to explore teaching as a career path that I was interested in. Um, so I spent a couple of terms in a local school and um, I really really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed my summer internships as well but I found that the work I did in schools it just you know I really enjoyed it I wanted to continue that and I wanted to take that a bit further so I then went and applied to the PGDE and um, I had the um, career service look over my CV and things like that um, and I was accepted to the PGDE um, and then did that and then I'm now a teacher and that's where I am just now. Brilliant. Thanks, Lewis. I think it's interesting that you did a geography degree and then moved to teaching because a lot of people on degrees like geography and history and English and they're not necessarily sure what they want to do with it. So it's not as straightforward as a degree like law or medicine where you might have a career path in mind, even though I did a law degree and I'm not a lawyer. So you could go anywhere. That's not necessarily set in stone, but it tends to be clearer or people have an idea when they start perhaps what they want to do. Whereas with other degrees, not necessarily as, as true, they might feel a little bit more uncertain. Um, so it's really good to see that you got some experience whilst you were at uni and kind of that helped you direct your idea of careers afterwards. Um, we've mentioned internships quite a few times. 
Regina, uh, Regina, sorry, sometimes people ask about placement years. And obviously, we don't have many courses at Aberdeen that actually have a sandwich placement year. Um, but internships presumably are a kind of alternative that they can use in their summer breaks because you get huge summer breaks at university. Um, is that something the university do a lot of or support students with? Yeah, yeah, that's. I think you're absolutely right. So we, we obviously have some degree programmes where people take a whole year in industry. Um, but for, for most of our students, yeah, it is it is the summer breaks. So it depends a little bit on what you're interested in, depends a little bit on what you're studying, um, when they're most interested in you um, from the employer perspective. I mean, you know, in some things, obviously, you kind of need to know a few things before <laughs> they really want to employ you. Um, but others really, they just want you to have, be the right kind of person, have the right kind of basic skills, transferable skills, and that's, that's absolutely fine. Um, so yeah, we advertise quite a lot of these and again at sort of fairs and so on, that's not really just aimed at people in their final year, you know, so if you're a second year, third year, you can definitely go along to these things and discuss, you know, what work op uh, experience opportunities are available, what's right. Um, I have to say though, um, if anyone's listening to this and thinking, yeah, but that's really tricky, particularly at the moment, you know, where a lot of things are virtual, um, I wouldn't worry too much about that because, you know, everyone's in the same boat for starters. Um, some things have happened virtually, but a lot of stuff got pulled as well. Um, so if you can't do a full internship, you can't find that. Um, one of the sort of things that have developed hugely over the pandemic were um, virtual internships. So these are usually uh, shorter experiences. Um, you just do them online um, and they're offered through really, really big employers as well as smaller ones. Um, and that looks really great on your CV as well. And the advantage, you can do that again right from first year. Usually they don't have any restrictions on them. The sort of longer internships, or we're talking four, six, eight, sometimes 12 weeks, um, a lot of the time they're more for people after their third year. So once they're into their honours, apart from maybe the Aberdeen internship, should mention that. So we have an internship program that runs at the university, mostly in the professional services department. So careers, we have an intern at the moment um, and that's open to second and third years. So not just in their last stage, but a little bit before as well. I think it's always good to try and get things on your CV from the beginning of uni, isn't it? Because it gets a bit more stressful and a bit busier towards the end of your degree. So the more you can do in first and second year, they're just good things to have um, on your CV because otherwise you've done your degree and you might have had a bit of part-time work at most of it's for most of us it's retail um, but it's good to have something maybe a bit more kind of professional or a bit more applicable to what you might want to go on to afterwards so that's great so there's lots of things for people to look out for. I mean I think it's it's great if you can do that, but sometimes also people afterwards change their mind. So if you don't have experience that it's absolutely relevant to what you want to go into, it's also not the end. <laughs> so um, you learn something from everything you do. And, you know, there are also people who, you know, if you want to go into something a bit more customer focused, uh, if you've got some retail experience, those employers will really appreciate that. So, you know, everything has its place. And as long as you can understand what you're learning from these experiences, what you're bringing to the next thing, that's probably more important than what it was. Brilliant, yeah, so pulling out the skills rather than necessarily the actual job. Yeah. Perfect. Lewis, I think you did some modules, didn't you? Was it a careers module whilst you were at university as well? Yeah, there was two careers modules that I had studied. Um, if I remember rightly, they were first year and second year, and um, they were focused on 
you know, how can you make yourself more employable when you leave university? Like you said, you do get busier towards the end of university. So the more that you can spread these things out, the better. So one of the modules was looking at things like how can you develop generic transferable skills that apply to any and all career paths? Because like you say, not everybody is sure what they want to do. People change their mind. Um, so it's good to be able to develop generic skills that you can take from one career path to another career path and take with you as you go on. Um, and the other module was looking more at how do you gain work experience, how can you get through interviews, um, and how do you apply for you know specific opportunities and things like that. And when you combine those together, it sort of creates a sort of holistic experience whereby you know how to become qualified for a career path for a particular job how to apply for it, how to then go on and perform in that job. Um, but as well as those, I don't know if this applies for every degree, but in our third year in geography, we had a careers element integrated into one of our modules. So we had to look at um, some example career paths that we may or may not have been interested in, um, depending on where you were in deciding what you want to do. Um, as a mock application for these and have these um, assessed by the career service have feedback given to us so that we knew what we needed to do specifically for a geography focused application and um, I imagine that'll be the same no matter what degree you do um, and that really helped in giving us specific feedback at a time where we were looking to apply for things like internships or volunteering opportunities. That's interesting you say about thinking about the career you want to go into because we have sort of two examples of students, those who know before they've even chosen their degree, the career they want at the end. So they're saying, what degree do I need to take to get to my end goal? And others that are saying, like, I want to do geography and what where's that going to take me? So we have two different types of students that we try and advise. Um, so I don't know, Regina, from your perspective, but I know in the prospectus that students can often see on, on a degree page kind of careers that our graduates have gone into so they can at least see if I took this degree, I could potentially do this sort of role. How do you advise students if they're not sure what their degree is going to take them? Where, where can they look to get ideas? Um, there's um, We have quite extensive information on that um, on our website. So um, there's a tab that says Explore Options. And if you go into that, you can select the degree that you're hoping to study. Um, and that then gives you some career areas that you might be interested in and you can have a look at what other people have done in the past as well. So that might give you some tips. I have to say though, you know, everyone's different. Um, everyone is, um, um, you know, has, has different experiences, has different ideas, comes from different backgrounds, wants to go and work in different places or study particular things. So I would say, yeah, get some basic information, uh, have a look at that, develop maybe a few ideas. But, you know, whatever stage you're at, you're always welcome to make an appointment with the careers advisor for your subject area. And then we can discuss, you know, more in detail, what are your ideas and, you know, who, who are you? What skills do you think you're really good at? How, how does that fit together with your with your plans? Um, so, yeah, you know, probably want to back that up with a with a bit of a discussion individually. Okay, that's really good to know that they can look online. So Michaela, so we'll, um, we'll link this in the show notes. If anyone's listening, they want to find that, they can have a look there. I think it's also true that you've got to choose a degree that you want you want to study for four or five or more years. It's You can't choose a degree because you want the end goal of a, of a certain job. I think you need to want to do that degree because you may not be successful or you may not enjoy it if it's not, not a degree you've chosen because you love it. It's because you want to earn lots of money at the end or something like that. 
Um, so I think there's a mix. What do you think, Regina? With um, uh, you know, some depending on what what kind of areas you want to go into. Um, depending on the employers and how large they are and so on quite a lot of the larger employers in particular they obviously get lots of applications and one of the ways they select is by saying we want people to have a good degree um so if you enjoy what you're doing and what you're studying you're more likely probably to do well in it and that can actually be more of a deciding factor what's open to you in the end than exactly what you've studied yeah definitely so something else we get asked, you've mentioned there are good degrees. Do you need a postgraduate degree to get a good job? Um, I think probably more of our international listeners may be wondering this. They potentially go on to do postgraduate degrees more. Um, what's your, I mean, obviously, Lewis, you did your PGDE, but you had to do that to convert into teaching from your degree. Um, did you enjoy your PGDE? Was it good? <laughs> Was it good? Absolutely. I think the benefit of the PGDE is that it's split 50-50 into time at university studying academic things and 50% time in school gaining practical experience in school um, that's a requirement for the PGDE but a lot of other courses will have significant time working with employers gaining that experience so that you're not just jumping from academia straight into the workplace as a sort of transition taking place there and I found that was really useful at least in my experience. Yeah, definitely. Regina, what do you think about postgraduate? Would you advise people that they should think about it? or? D- depends totally on what you're interested in. So, you know, like there are some areas like Lewis with teaching, you know, where you have to have it. Um, so there are some postgrads like that, social work or things like that, where, where you know, there is a requirement for that. Um, there are some areas where I think it can be an advantage um, just to set yourself apart a bit, um, where, you know, uh, employers might be more interested in you if you've then specialised in something or also where, you know, for as Louis was saying, for some students, you know, they're maybe not quite ready yet and they want that extra year of study or they'll f- they maybe want to change direction. They haven't studied something, you know, like, for example, uh, I advise the business school students and but I also get a lot of other people who are interested, say, for example, in finance. They haven't studied it, so they want to do a master's just to become comfortable in that area and have the confidence to apply for those things. But there's also plenty of employers who are perfectly happy with you straight out of your undergrad and they say, we don't need a postgrad um, and it won't make any difference to us. So if you're keen to go straight from an undergrad into a particular job, again, just, you know, ask us and um, we can tell you whether it's an advantage or, you know, there's different ways of getting into things um, and yeah, different things will be right for different students. Yeah, it's interesting you say about changing kind of potentially subject area going into your postgrad because people may assume you have to have done an undergraduate to move on to the postgrad level. And that's not true. They can do an undergrad generally in a sort of rough area and then move across. So often the entry requirements are a 2-1 or a 2-2 or something like that within an area of subjects. It's not specifically a finance undergrad to do a finance postgrad. So if anyone's listening... Not even that. So we used to call them conversion courses, but you know what? That has actually kind of gone out of fashion because there are so many of those master's programs now. So uh, in areas like, you know, business areas, IT as well, there are programs that specifically target people who haven't studied that in their first degree. And that's absolutely fine. Um, And, uh, you know, but there are also employers who target students who are 
not from those areas because they actually want the diversity of thinking. So, you know, they don't want people who've just studied that and thinking have been trained in that particular way. They want people from a variety of backgrounds so that, you know, that's actually better in terms of maybe advising their clients or just getting different ideas in. Yeah, definitely. So the other thing to touch on and to advise people about is kind of post-university, how the career service can still support them. Um, so Lewis, I know you said, um, I don't know if it was during or after, but they checked your CV and you can get interview help. Did you find that beneficial to have someone kind of in your corner helping you? Absolutely. I think these things are unfamiliar for everybody for their first time going for an interview or going for an interview for a that particular career path so having somebody to kind of guide you really helps make you feel more confident if nothing else makes you feel much more confident and much more ready and equipped to take on what it is you've got to do and Regina what is it that the career service how long will you help students for and what sort of services do you offer post-graduation uh, so for how long forever and ever if you need us uh, so we put absolutely no time limit on that at all um, the only thing that um, might be useful to know is um, we use a system called Career Connect, which is our booking system, vacancy system, everything is in there. And if you're a student, you can just log in with your student ID and password. And when you graduate, it will then send you an email to say, do you want, do you want to convert this to a graduate account? You follow the link and then basically everything is the same and you have the same access to everything pretty much everything not the sort of student programs we run but then you don't need that um but everything else the vacancies uh you know having meetings with careers advisors and so on no time limit on that at all brilliant well i think we've covered a lot of information for prospective students and if anyone listening is still thinking they're not sure what degree they want to choose because they've got a career path and who can help them you can contact the career service you can speak to um, the student recruitment team so myself and our team um, but also just do some googling find, find a job online or speak to employers and say i really want to do your job where should i start how should i begin um, and they should be able to advise you and point you in the right direction so that you take a degree that is going to be helpful for you and equally if you have no idea choose a degree you love um, and then go from there and the career service will help you once you're at university um, so lewis do you have kind of a final tip that you would give to people listening about careers whilst they're going through uni i think People often think they've got to, you know, leave university and they've got to be set on a particular career path and that is it and that is then for life or, you know, they can't they can't make a mistake or anything like that at all. I think people should probably realise that as you go through university, you're gaining skills, you're gaining experience of various things that you can use anywhere and you might decide to apply to something and you don't like it or you don't get in. There's always an alternative available. There's always something out there for you if that makes sense. Um, so it's not that you're doing an engineering degree, you have to get a particular job at this particular firm because that's what you want. There's always something out there for you and the career service are really, really useful in my experience at helping you get there. Brilliant, thank you. And Regina, do you have a, a top tip? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a lovely tip, Lewis. Um, I would say um, there are so many things on offer at the University of Aberdeen, you know, in terms of clubs and societies and the co-curricular co programs we run and work experience and loads and loads of stuff. So I would say just um, think about what you enjoy doing 
um, pick a few things that you think will, will be interesting to you uh, and we will help you to reflect on those things and, and pull out the right skills. And as Lewis is saying, you know, it does all add up to something and, um, and it will all help you in the long run. Um, maybe not for something, you know, if you have something very specific in mind, that's great. But if you don't, you know, just enjoy the experience and you will learn something from everything you do. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Uh, for our listeners, thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Ask Aberdeen. Hopefully it's helped you think about careers or think about what you might do once you start university if you've already got a degree in mind. Um, you can check out any episodes that you have missed on uh, our website or wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, and anyone who is interested in medicine can join us next week for our, our podcast with Michaela, who will be chatting about our medicine degree. So thank you very much to Lewis and Regina. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Ask Aberdeen podcast. If you would like to suggest a topic we should cover, please email us at ukteam at abdn.ac.uk. We would love to hear from you. To be alerted about new episodes, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.